Welcome to Shu, the podcast about emptiness. My name is Ryan Powell, and you can join me each week for a musical meditation, a spiritual reset, and a grounded journey into the rich field of the Zhenrun, the real human that you are. Now there are many pathways and roads along the mystery of Shu, Shu the great emptiness that contains all potential. And one of my favorite paths into Shu is the path of story, of myth, of hearing and telling the ancient tales from our ancestral wisdom, tales that contain keys for our lives today. And some of the tales that are least told in this world come from the Irish mythology. So in this special episode of Shu, we'll embark upon a bardic tradition. I will share with you two tales from the Finian cycle of Irish mythology. And I wish to begin with an invocation by the great bard Robin Williamson. Ever dear to me, the secret place in the heart of hearts ever, where time began, begins, and will begin where the gates of the world await those who dare enter. I make reverence to the ancestors and to the souls of the unborn as I commence this teaching tale from ancient Aaron. And may it bring great good to the one who tells it and to those who hear it. There was a young boy named Finn McCool, Finn's son of Cool, who was sent to an apprentice with a well-known poet named Finnegus. Finnegus was versed in the poetic arts, but also in the arts of herbs, the arts of music and magic. Now Finnegus was an interesting fellow. He had been sitting by the Boyne River in the same spot for seven years with his fishing pole. Finnegus was seeking to catch the salmon of knowledge. Now the salmon of knowledge was known to swim each year upstream into the other world and to eat the nuts from the magical hazel tree and swim back into our world. And these magical hazelnuts imparted all of the world's wisdom into the body of this 
salmon. So Finnegus for seven years was casting his line, hoping beyond hope to catch this mythical fish. But he took young Finn McCool as an apprentice and taught him the ways of poetry, the ways of music, ways of magic. One day, there was a tug on Finnegus's line, a powerful tug, and he knew that at last he had snared the great salmon of knowledge. And he reeled in this fish, and sure enough, he pulled up onto the shore this great, gleaming, beautiful salmon. And he recognized right away that he had achieved his dream he had caught the salmon of knowledge. So Finnegus said to young Finn, Now, Finn, help me prepare this fish. Clean it, scale it. Put it on a spit and roast it slowly over the fire, turning the spit. But whatever you do, Finn, do not taste of this salmon. The salmon is for me alone. Seven years I have been waiting taste of this fish. Now I will go off into the woods and gather herbs for this feast. All you need to do is turn the spit slowly, roasting one side and the other evenly. I'll be back shortly. So Finnegus took off into the woods. And Finn was obedient. He did not taste the salmon as wonderful as it smelled and looked but he turned the spit slowly. And the fish began to cook, and the skin of the salmon bubbled up and popped, and a small splatter of oil, hot oil, landed on Finn McCool's thumb. Ouch! He stuck his thumb in his mouth, because that's what you do when you get a burn. And he eased the pain by sticking his thumb in his mouth. But he did taste something of the oil of the salmon and something else, perhaps. And shortly, Finnegus came out from the woods and took one look at Finn and saw a change in his eyes. And he knew that Finn had tasted of the salmon of knowledge. And he knew in that moment that it was Finn's destiny to carry this knowledge, to become a great leader. So he said, Finn, what happened? And Finn said, well, master, I was turning the salmon and I got burnt on my thumb by a spatter of oil. I didn't taste the salmon, but I stuck the thumb in my mouth. And perhaps I had a little bit of the oil on there. And Finnegus said, it's okay, son. I see now that this was always destined for you. You may as well eat the whole fish, absorb the rest of the knowledge. And Finn looked a little confused. He said, Master, I, I don't feel any different. And Finnegus said, well, since it is your thumb that got burnt first and touched by the oil of the fish, from here on, whenever you need to access all the knowledge of the universe, just place your thumb in your mouth and you'll open the doorway and the knowledge will flow into you. 
And from that day on, young Finn McCool could just place his thumb in his mouth whenever he needed an answer to a question, whenever he needed access to that wisdom. And the knowledge would be there. Now I tell you that tale to tell you this tale. As we are now approaching the time of Samhain. Samhain in the Celtic tradition is the new year. It marks the celebration of the end of harvest and the beginning of the dark time of year. It is known to be the time when the veils are very thin and the worlds are very close. A time when our ancestors can just reach out and take us by the hand and walk with us. A time when the she, the fairies, the spirits, the pixies can roam the land freely come out from their hills and mounds and perhaps cause mischief in the human world. Now, there is a place in Ireland called the Hill of Tara in County Meath. Tara was always the seat of power for the high kings of ancient Ireland as it had been for the mystical Tuhadadanan in the ages before the arrival of the Milesians. A great hall was built there upon the hill, and it was here that all of the lords and kings would gather to discuss important matters of land distribution, harvest, war, and so on. But there was a problem at Tara, and there was a sadness upon the great hall. Each year, on Samhain Eve, a great feast was held in the hall, a feast to mark the ending of harvest and the beginning of the dark time of the year. A feast that was put on by the High King for all the lords and warriors of Tara. But for the past 21 years, this feast had ended in tragedy and destruction. Each year, just as the feast was beginning, an ace she, a fairy spirit by the name of Alan, son of Midna, son of the Daida, the great harper of the Tuhadadanan, would emerge from a nearby mound filled with a great anger, flames leaping from his mouth and eyes. He would enter the hall and play an enchanting melody on his harp, and this melody would weave through the hearts and souls of everyone in Tara. And it would put the warriors, the lords, the ladies to sleep. And then he would burn the hall with his flames and with his anger and run back to his mound cackling until the next year. So after 21 years this had happened, on the 22nd year, young Finn McCool happened to be visiting Tara at Samhain. And he made a promise to the High King that he would find out what was happening and he would put a stop to it. 
No one believed this young man could be successful when so many others had failed. But Finn had access to the wisdom of the worlds. So he went off by himself. He stuck his thumb in his mouth and he received this understanding. That if he held his spear, a spear made by Len, the weaponsmith of the gods, and rested his forehead upon its sharp point, he would stay awake through the enchantment and to see what was truly happening. So on Samhain Eve, just as the feast was set to begin, the door to the great hall opened, and in stepped Alan, holding his harp, beginning to play. He played a melody so sweet and soothing that everyone's eyes began to droop, their heads dropping to the table, falling into deep, rich dreams. But Finn, standing near the door and holding his spear, placed his forehead upon its tip, drawing a single drop of blood. And Finn stayed awake. He watched as Alan strode into the hall, laughing at the sleeping lords and ladies, and began to spit fire upon the walls and tables. But Finn took up his spear, and he chased Alan out of the hall, across the fields, and back to his mound. When they reached the mound, Alan leapt, trying to escape into his mound, and Finn threw his spear right through Alan's chest. He slew this ace she just before he was able to leap back into his hill. The great threat of 21 years was ended. And because of this, Finn McCool was made leader of the Finians, a wild and noble warrior caste of Ireland. We may take what we will from these old tales, for we are the ones telling them today. But one teaching, perhaps, that we can take from this tale is to stay awake in our own life. Stay mindful of our inner thoughts and outer actions. As if we have the tip of the spear of Len pressed into our forehead. Don't fall asleep. Live a conscious life. Here ends the tale of Finn McCool and the Salmon of Knowledge and the Burner of Tara. Don't fall asleep. What are your thoughts? What are your actions? Don't fall asleep.
thank you for taking this journey with me. If you enjoyed the podcast and would like to support future episodes, visit patreon.com slash shoepodcast to become a patron of shoe. You can email me at podcastshoe at gmail.com. I always enjoy hearing from you. And you can visit my website, www.chiofsound.com. That's qiofsound.com. To learn more and to join my weekly Zoom Qigong classes, beginners are always welcome. All music for this podcast is created here at Cloud Moss Temple in Portland, Oregon. Please leave a review and a rating at Apple Podcasts if you get the chance. It really helps. Thanks. <laughs>